0: Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. AM The
1: Zone. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: I know that that shot of snow that we picked up over the weekend wasn't exactly what a lot of folks were looking forward to, but let's call it moisture. Pam Yonke along with you on a Tuesday morning. We're going to talk a little bit more about how the United States is staging up spring of 2022 as far as moisture is concerned. Wisconsin did have some ground to make up as far as our overall moisture totals the snow is going to help the snow is uh, here and it's probably going to stick around given the temperatures that we've got this week today's sunshine that's good news 38 are expected high tomorrow partly cloudy and 34 thursday cloudy skies and 27 uh friday 28 degrees and saturday 25 degrees so you see what i mean about how the snow's probably sticking around with that weather. Stu ag meteorologist, has more details coming up in about 15 minutes. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, joins us live this morning. The latest updates on what's happening in the Ukraine and how the markets are reacting. And it's baby time on the farm. A lot of babies are being born, uh, whether it's uh, goats or sheep, whatever it is. And you know what? That actually makes people feel better despite the weather. We've got a couple more details on that one with Stephanie Hoff. You stick around.
2: Wisconsin Farm Bureau makes me a better advocate for agriculture because of the leadership development opportunities that I can participate in, specifically the Leadership Institute, where you get to dive into the specifics of advocating for agriculture, policy development, and even more.
3: WFBF. Com. They
2: work for you while you're working the farm. A voice for
4: farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau, Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual
4: Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
5: Industries are changing all the time. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Stephanie had the opportunity to get an update from the Dairy Innovation Hub on what they're working on.
6: That's right, Jill. And whether you are a dairyman, a farm broadcaster, or a lawmaker in Madison, your eyes are on the UW Dairy Innovation Hub and how those three universities involved are spending money. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Today, we're gonna focus in on uw Platteville. Their dairy innovation hub lays on Tara Montgomery gives me an update on how the campus is utilizing those hub dollars. She says it includes faculty hires, research projects, technology, and even ice cream.
5: Well, we're looking at hiring a new faculty member, so we've hired three so far, um, and in each of the areas that we've hired, we have it's it's been a, an area that we've been interested in for a long time and going forward with our new faculty hire, we're looking at dairy business development. So as we're creating Pioneer Suites and as we're developing our pioneer, or excuse me, our dairy plant out at Pioneer Farm, we want somebody that can come in and help the industry see, okay, what would it take for them to be able to create something similar? Or what are some of the interesting ideas that people have? What else can we do with milk? And I think that's the other thing that we're really excited about is, because at Platteville we're fairly small, relatively speaking, We have engaged folks from all across campus, political science, sociology, um, engineering. We're looking at working with our human health and um, human, sorry, health and human performance (laughs) faculty members. Um, They want to, you know, serve chocolate milk to our athletes and, and see what that does. There's so much research that still needs to be done in those areas. So it's kind of exciting that it's not just animal and dairy science faculty, it's not just food science faculty, it's everybody on campus is excited about what the Dairy Innovation Hub means for um, projects. And mo- most of our students are rural. So whether they came from a farm or their grandparents came from a farm or whatever, it's, it's part of who they are. Um, and we wanna make sure that our rural communities are staying thriving. And dairy industry is a big part of that.
7: Yeah,
6: and you know, you've also made some improvements on the dairy side, um, bringing in new equipment and bringing in again, the robotic milkers. Um, give
5: me a rundown on that action. So we um, back in, it was before I got here, but in 2006, we had our new barn startup and we had robots there. So we were the only university that had robots um, in terms of the UW schools. And we were very excited about that. Um, and we had some challenges with those robots. And so they had to be shut down within just a couple of years. And then we just didn't have it running for a while. And that caused some real strain on our parlor, which was not designed to have our whole herd milk through it. And so then uh, once the Dairy Innovation Hub came along and we had researchers that were really interested in that kind of technology, we decided it was time to reinvest. And so last year, uh, it's hard to say last year already, but in June of 2021, we milked our first cows through the robots. We have two Lely A5 astronauts, and it's amazing. It's really cool. It's great student learning experience, but also to be able to have folks come from the community, especially folks who aren't familiar with the dairy industry or aren't really sure, what does it mean for a robot to milk a cow? They have something in their head, what that means, but then to actually see it and to see how calm the cows are and how excited they are to come through the machine Um, And then to see the data come flowing, it's just really, really fascinating. So we've had some partnerships with um, our new major in cybersecurity and our new major in data science who are super excited to bring their students out to the farm and say, what are we gonna do to help the dairy industry when it comes to cybersecurity and data science? Um, And then the other fascinating thing is to be able to pull individual cow's milk to be able to do something specific with that. So we feed her an individual diet, her milk after she's come through the robot and maybe make a specialty cheese, you know, Bessie's specialty cheese or something like that. Those are the kinds of things that we're looking forward to doing that hopefully is going to be a unique opportunity for our students um, and the community.
6: I want to know specifically what the new faculty hires will be working on.
5: So um, two years ago when we first got up and running, we did our first Zoom interviews, you know, so we went through the pandemic and we said we still want to hire these faculty, the Innovation Hub funding was brand new um, we put all all of this money and all of these ideas and then all of a in the pandemic hit and we decided to push through and so we hired a faculty member in ruminant nutrition and so dr. Ryan Prowley, he is working with the robots and he's also working with um, transition cows so looking at how we can do a better job of feeding our transition cows so that they're healthier as they come into lactation and make it through their entire lactation Um, And then we hired Dr. Joe Sanford, who is an agriculture and biological um, systems engineer. We've never had one of those on campus as a faculty member. And so he's looking at wastewater management. He's looking at adding biochar to our systems um, and just doing really exciting work from the land and water stewardship um, perspective. And then we hired our first dairy food scientist this last year. Dr. Zifan Wan is looking at um, value-added products, and she's also looking at Um, non-thermal cold plasma processing (laughs) so being able to try to figure out how to keep our food safer for longer without having to necessarily always use heat treated technologies.
6: So these updates, these new faculty hires, these new research projects, is this something that uh, have you
5: seen it attract grad students or do you think it's attracting undergrads? I think it is um, attracting some undergrads. I think this, the new things that we're doing, part of it, it's always interesting. You get all these ideas and that attracts interest. So we had some ideas previous to us, you know, having the Dairy Innovation Hub be able to come to fruition. Being in those conversations, we said, whether the DIH happens or not, we're gonna move forward with some of these things. And then that just got everybody excited, especially in the legislature, that we were gonna be doing something, that the state was not just sitting on its laurels. We were going to actually move forward regardless, but this funding has been transformative. I mean, it is amazing what more we can do with the funding, especially as we look at students from across campus, because now suddenly we have students who are looking at the dairy industry as a real possibility. Before they were like, well, you know, I'm not sure if I wanna stay at home. I don't know if I wanna stay rural. And then suddenly they realize that they can be an engineer at a cheese factory, stay wherever home is for them and still make a a difference in their community. And I think that that's probably one of the things that's been the most exciting. We haven't necessarily gained a lot of dairy science students. However, we've gained a lot of interest in the dairy industry from students from across campus and that's starting to make a difference because those research projects are making a difference in ways that I didn't even know existed when we first started.
6: You know, just like I'm here with you today talking about, you know, what's going on with the Dairy Hub. Our lawmakers, the folks that invested in the Dairy Hub, they are also curious as what's going on, uh, what you guys had to report back in terms of success. What do you have to report to, to tell Wisconsin that the Dairy Hub is working for them?
5: Well, I mean, I, th- I think one of the things that's exciting is, you know, um Senator Mark Klein and Representative Tranell, they're in our district <laughs> and so um, they've been a big part of the story that we've been telling um, from the beginning, which is exciting. So our job is to help give them these success stories so that they can pass that on to the rest of the legislature um, so that they can say, okay, this is something that's still worth funding. I, I think the fact that we're making a difference all across campus, that it's not just something that's happening in agriculture but we're affecting engineering. We're looking at how to do things more safely. We're looking at what is policy, what should policy look like? You know, our political science and sociology professors who are saying this is affecting our rural communities, but what are they actually saying? So they're going out and they're talking to people and saying, what are they saying? It's not just something that it's, it's a, well, we know best because we're, you know, dairy scientists or something like that. We're actually talking to people, but doing it from a research um, and a, a data-driven perspective. So I think that's really helpful because then they get that information and that's information that they can use to make better decisions at the state level. But I also think just showing that Wisconsin, showing to other states that Wisconsin is serious about their dairy industry is making a difference. So as faculty, when I travel with students or talk to faculty from other states, They're a little bit jealous of the Dairy Innovation Hub and what Wisconsin's doing to really show that we support um, not just what we've been doing, but the future. So the fact that we're no longer focusing just on milk production, but our land and on our people and on our human nutrition, what are we doing with milk, how can we do that better, You know, all of those kinds of things, in addition to caring about the animals like we always have.
6: And that's Tara Montgomery, a dairy science professor at UW-Platteville. She also serves as the UW Dairy Innovation Hub liaison on campus. Now, Tara didn't tell me how I could get involved in that chocolate milk study. I'll have to do that one on my own. But she did say I could visit Pioneer Sweets for ice cream whenever I want. You can learn more about that ice cream venture specifically at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
8: When someone breaks important safety rules and drives negligently, a crash is often the result. If you're caught in a crash because another driver broke the rules, it can feel unfair, and for good reason. It's not fair when you're injured through no fault of your own. It's not fair when your life is now very different. We can help. At Clifford and Reihala, after decades of helping people injured because someone else broke the rules, we know what you're going through and we're ready to stand by you. Here you'll find caring, compassionate attorneys committed to helping you recover everything you've lost. If you've been in a crash, call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim. We'll fight to make things right so that now you're treated fairly. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
3: Cardinal Glass and Mezemany continues to invest in automation at their facility. That means better, safer technology, and more advancement opportunities for their employees. You deserve to work in a world-class facility for an employer who cares. When you work at Cardinal Glass, your career is world-class, so you can live first class. Cardinal Glass and Mezemany is now hiring production associates and maintenance, competitive pay, advancement opportunities, medical, dental, vision, profit sharing, and more. Apply today at Cardinal Glass. CardinalGlassMAZO.com.
7: Tom Spitz. And David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we understand financing your home can be complicated. We've streamlined the entire process. Complete your application online anytime from anywhere.
9: If you plan to buy, build, or
7: refinance a home, we make it easy. To learn more, visit SettlersWI.com.
10: FDIC equal housing lender.
1: From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Time to cover weather as we get rolling on a Tuesday morning. Stumack Ag Meteorologist joining us live today. Boy, these these teens are just not something that I'm very too excited about anymore. You know what I mean?
11: Well, yeah, you're, it seems awfully cold, but let's look at the normal nighttime low, putting it perspective, low 20s, 22 Madison, 23 La Crosse. So, all right, yeah, we're in the teens this morning, but it's not too far from where we should
0: be. Well, that's all right. Yeah, now that does put a little salve on the wound. Uh, this is the week where we kind of just have to suffer through, but it sounds like things will improve next week. I don't want to get the cart in front of the horse, but uh, I'm just trying to find a way to make it through a Tuesday, you know?
11: Well, okay, and it's not that bad this week either, just not quite as nice as it could be or should be, I guess, at this time of the year. Cooler than normal, kind of the rule here over the next several days. Not much for precipitation threats, so we can take a little heart in that. There's a weak cool front just pushing into northwest Minnesota this morning. Oh, it's not doing much of anything. There's a few scattered snow showers in South Dakota especially Northern South Dakota, Western North Dakota, that little front will slip through Wisconsin tonight. At worst, there could be a few flurries or a snow shower, uh, the heaviest in far, far Southwest Wisconsin. So a few of us in Western and the central parts of the state could see a little bit of that snow in the late night hours. And that's about all of it. Otherwise, the sunshine returns, but we cool off behind that little front. So a little cooler again for Wednesday and Thursday. And already Thursday, the next disturbance tries to edge in. So by later in the day, Thursday or Thursday night, another chance for some very light snow washers back in. Again, very light snow, not going to amount to much of anything, just enough to let you know the snow was around. And we do then, I expect, start to moderate slowly. Those temperatures at least heading back toward the 30s unfortunately, uh, maybe some upper 20s on Saturday, but getting a little more mild as we head toward next week. So no major precipitation threats, nothing that's going to slow us down that way after we clean up yesterday, of course. And then just a little bit of a cooler pattern here during the week. The one thing that misses from all of this cooler air next week is what it seemed to be throughout the month of February, it's not going to be extremely windy. We won't have 35 and 40 mile per hour gusts at all. In fact, up to 15, maybe a gust up toward 20 in the next day or two, that should be about the extent. So not that brutal chilly cutting through you cold, it's just March cold. I'll have forecast details right after this.
9: Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun.
8: Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy.
9: This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity you should reach out to us and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn, we can put it on the ground, we can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a zero dollar energy bill.
8: Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy.
0: righty when will we see the green, Stu? It sounds like it won't be this week. I
11: think uh, what is it, March seventeenth, the St. Patrick's Day? There- <laughs> I bet you it'll be green.
0: <laughs> That's there we go. That that is a for sure on that forecast.
11: All right. Well, you asked for it. There it is. Let's look for sunny skies today. A little warmer in the west. Low 40s, La Crosse and Boston. Around 40 or maybe an upper 30 as you head toward eastern Wisconsin today, but sunny and pretty quiet. Southwest winds 5 to 15, becoming mostly cloudy, that very small chance of flurries, especially in the west here, quite late tonight. We fall to the low 20s with southwest winds becoming west and northwest later in the night, about 5 to 10. Mostly sunny, a little cooler Wednesday, 34. Northwest winds will only be around 5 to 10. Thursday, mostly cloudy, that small chance of snow toward the afternoon. I'd expect the daytime temps in the mid-20s with the north winds only about 5 and maybe heading back to about 30 by Friday, Pam's little sun returns, but You know, like I said, it's March cold. It's not late January or February cold where you have the wind chills at 40 below. It's just cool.
0: Yeah, I hear you. You're right. Uh, Missing that wind is uh, the saving grace this morning. Sounds good. All right, we'll check in with you tomorrow and see if anything changes. Okay, Stu?
11: You got it. We'll see you then.
0: Stumach is our ag meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for this morning. Speaking of details, there's always new details developing when it comes to Russia invading the Ukraine and uh, its impact in the marketplace. I'm getting messages right now from our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. He'll be joining us before we wrap it up this morning live to provide you with the latest insights into uh, how that conflict is influencing our markets as well as other news from around the world. That's what we do. You stick around.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This looks like a car,
4: has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors, open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time this would be a car, but it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul. Helping our neighbors in
12: need. These days, vehicles are powered by many different sources. Tom's Auto Center repairs them all. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Gas, electric, diesel, and hybrids.
11: Plus, we offer free pickup and delivery within a 10-mile radius. And a loaner car if you need one. TomsAutoCenter.com
1: Tom's Auto Center
7: Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. We all make
1: choices. When it comes to alcohol, kids make choices whether to drink or not.
8: Bye, Dad.
7: Bye-bye.
2: Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over.
7: Hey, Em. have a seat for a second.
2: Remind
3: me
9: about that party again.
1: And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. They want guidance and honest answers to their questions. And it makes a difference when the message is consistent and part of everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of
7: alcohol and other drugs, visit
1: underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
7: Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. Since 1987, my team and I have had a couple of goals. Make it really simple for everyone to get started with fitness and keep our world-class facilities available at affordable rates. Well, we've done just that. And over 35 years, I've learned one really important thing. It all starts with you. If you'll decide now is the time to get in shape, we'll help you get there. I promise. At the Princeton clubs, there's no joining fee. We keep our clubs open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and include free childcare. Our world-class facilities offer almost everything possible and are meticulously cleaned and maintained. We provide an amazing environment to help motivate you. And more importantly, it allows you to feel comfortable while you're improving your health. Now more than ever... Taking care of our bodies both physically and mentally, it's so important. Come see why we've been voted Madison's best and favorite health club year after year, the Princeton Club, for a better tomorrow. To activate a free trial pass, go to PrincetonClub.net.
2: Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30 minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. M-Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless.
5: Let your natural beauty shine through.
2: View our specials at SockPrairie.com.
8: Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the Bright Star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
3: Major League Baseball. Wow, and the Players Association apparently had a 95-minute meeting yesterday in New York, so they've had meetings back, and they're uh, allegedly planning on having another one today. Now, baseball, the Players Association was giving uh, some money back in pre-arbitration, yada, 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 but now in this MLB lockout, uh, the Players Association makes the first proposal since canceled games. League claims the offer, though, went backwards, went backwards, but under this agreement... Major League Baseball, the Players Association, did agree on this. They would be able to install a pitch clock, ban the shift or shift restrictions, I should say, in 2023. And then there's this. Larger bases. Larger bases. Uh All right, we got some things to bitch about here. Well, okay. The first thing,
10: it seems like, No one from Major League Baseball, the owners or the players even want to come to any type of common ground for the important stuff like their contracts, you know, like the arbitration money pool, all that stuff. Yeah. They don't even want to hardly give in at all to those. And that's what everyone cares about. Like, that's what will impact actually getting on the field playing baseball games potentially how much the brewers would have to pay for certain players like you get what you get what i'm saying yep that's actually going to impact the game honestly a lot of the fans don't even care they just want to see people on the field right now you you were supposed to be starting to play uh what was it minor league um spring training games like 10 days ago yep like people just want to see baseball at this point enough with the fighting back and forth. But now where you find common ground are in the dumbest dung, things, ever, the dumbest rules ever where nobody's asking for them. Nobody's asking for, well, one bigger basis. I've never heard, never heard anybody ever say that they need to, to
3: have bigger bases. I want to put a Twitter poll out of his own Madison. Something about larger bases. And the other thing with I've that, I've never once heard ones, anything about that. It's was this basketball?
10: The larger bases, what the hell? Two, when you come to a pitching clock, they experimented with it in the minor leagues. They've used it, you know, in different types of leagues. They found that it only cuts between five and ten minutes of actual real game time off of off of the game. Here, and this is my thing: if you're really concerned about five to ten minutes on a game time, you just don't like the sport of baseball. Yeah, like imagine. Like, I understand if all of a sudden they implemented it because they wanted to get, you know, three-and-a-half-hour games to 25 hours. like hour a half games, an hour or something? That it really cut off like an hour. Or something uh-huh. that's like an actual amount, of, a, lot of, a lot of time, where it's like, dang, I actually got a lot more free time because they, they cut so much time off of these games. It made it a lot more exciting. Five to ten minutes? That's like one pitching change. Yeah, that's
3: nothing. Like... It, <laughs> It, it makes absolutely also, no sense. If Major League don't they do a thing too, where they have extra commercials in between, like every other inning or something like that? Uh, they, they, they jam another thirty-second commercial, and uh, I forget the exact programming on it. But why don't you cut that out then, if you want to reduce minutes? Five, I think. Is it really even five to ten minutes? I thought that was less than. That and then for the, the worst thing of all is banning the shift. Yeah.
10: So now more guys like Joey Gallo, who was bitching about it earlier, can literally swing harder than he ever was before miss harder than he ever did before (laughs) and then hit the baseball when he does hit it farther than he's ever hit it. Like I don't get it. It's, it's not good for baseball. None of the fans were really screaming for any of this. People just want baseball back on the TV. They want them back from a lockout. Like I just don't get how baseball can have, has done so bad in the last three years when they've had opportunities to grow the game or, or to grow in general with marketing players and they've done everything, the exact opposite of what they should have done. Yep. It makes zero sense. Like I don't even think you could hire somebody else and say, Hey, we're actually going to try and, uh affect baseball negatively here that they could do as good of job as what Rob Manfred and some of these guys have done.
3: I just put I, a, I don't get it. I don't get I, dude, I don't get it at all. I just put a Twitter poll up at Zone Madison. It's uh it's a simple one. Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association agreed to have larger bases in twenty twenty three. Have you ever heard anyone complain about base sizes? Yes? Or your other option is no, is this a joke? I promise you it's not a joke.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Well, hopefully the sunshine in the forecast today will improve your spirits. I'm Pam Yonke, so glad you're along with us. Yeah, sunshine today and 38 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy and 34. Thursday. Cloudy skies and 27 degrees. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, stepping to the microphone live with us in just a little bit, uh, keeping us up to speed on how markets are reacting to the latest developments in the Ukraine. I'll tell you right now, Dow Jones Industrial Average currently is in positive territory, whether it's going to hang on to that all day. Well, we'll talk to John about that in just a moment. So today is the eighth day of March. Let's see. A couple different things that are interesting. On this day back in 1817, the New York Stock Exchange is founded. 11 Wall Street in New York City, that's the address. It's the world's largest stock exchange, started on this day in 1817. On this day in 1971, in what they called the fight of the century, Joe Frazier beat Muhammad Ali. Ali had been stripped of his world heavyweight champion title in 1967 for refusing to go into the armed forces. He was undefeated up until that time. Frazier had to beat him to be recognized as the world champion. Happened on this day in 1971. On this day in 1979, the compact disc was presented to the public. How many hands in the air? How many of you still have CD collections around? You know, now a lot of people going back to vinyl, which could really date you. The CD was introduced on this day back in 1979, and now you know. Well, there is one thing about this time of year in the state of Wisconsin. We've got babies. I don't care what you're raising. From pigs to goats to lambs to baby calves, We've got a lot of babies out there on the farm, and those babies can be uplifting. They can put a smile on your face. Yes, they're more work, but they can make you uh, be a little bit more motivated to get out there. Stephanie Hoff made a visit to our Arlington Sheep Research Facility and talked with some students that find those babies very motivating.
6: Getting outside and doing barn chores has proven to combine well with veterinary school. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Lindsay Wickman is from Appleton, and after earning a master's degree from Mizzou, she decided to come to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. While she pursues her veterinary career, she volunteers at the UW Sheep Unit in Arlington. She explains how
13: this experience piqued her interest. I actually... Like sheep, I mean they're they're pretty cool. Um, not a lot of people have a lot of experiences with sheep. I don't think. Um, I have a couple friends that raise sheep, um, show sheep, but I personally didn't get super involved until um, undergrad I did a research project um, on sheep and so I thought they were pretty cool Um, and so when I got here at Madison, um, the small ruminant club had advertised that they were um, looking for volunteers for lambing and I always loved neonates. My uh, master's project involved beef calves and so just love that stage of life and so I figured it would be a great opportunity to get out side of the classroom for a little bit take a little mental health break and um, see some baby lambs and who doesn't want to be around baby
6: animals anyway (laughs) right but it's not all fun and games I mean it's work why don't you tell me a little bit about the process of lambing for those who don't know what that is yeah
13: so process of lambing uh, we have the All the ewes, our expectant mothers, are in a pen, and so we just keep an eye on them. If one looks like she's about ready to have her lambs, we keep an even closer eye on her, and then we just monitor her through the whole lambing process. And if she needs assistance, uh, we'll glove up, hop in there, and give her a helping hand and make sure everything comes out um, a okay. And then once she's good and the lambs are ready to get moved, we'll bring them inside a warmed uh, barn, and then they'll each get their own pen and kind of have some lamb-ewe bonding for a little bit, and just keep a close eye to make sure those lambs get a good start at Is there something that you've learned in the barn that school just maybe couldn't teach you? I think it's just how fast and furious sometimes these lambs come flying out. I think that one morning in the span of four hours, I think we had upwards of six ewes lamb and it was lambs flying everywhere. Keep going and just power through and making sure like everyone is on the same game plan and nothing gets confused and everyone works together. That's Appleton native Lindsay
6: Wickman. She's a first-year vet school student who also volunteers at the UW Sheep Unit during lambing season. And her advice to other students is to get out there and try new things, even if it's out of your comfort zone. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
10: Good old Wisconsin weather. Don't like what it's doing now? Just wait five minutes. It'll change and while you're waiting why don't you share your weather observations that's right you can become an official rainfall reporter for the national weather service it only takes about two minutes a day to submit your rainfall report whether we got a lot or a little to help improve the accuracy of weather reports and future weather forecasts just visit dot org today to learn more and get signed up
0: sticking with the weather theme this morning i know a lot of us were not exactly excited to pick up more snowfall over the weekend, but let's call it what it is, moisture. And for many areas of the United States, that moisture would be awfully welcome. John Baranek is an ag meteorologist with DTN, and he said there are still many areas of the United States that are drought-stricken and looking for that valuable moisture. He says if you take a look at places like western Oklahoma into western Texas, you are finding territory that is in the deepest drought possible. He says there's five categories of drought, and they're in the fourth and fifth categories in that geography. He said the same thing is true in northwestern Montana. Now, here in Wisconsin, we're right on the edge of a drought. Uh, Wisconsin particularly could use this moisture, as well as areas like South Dakota and Kansas.
7: Now, talking about South Dakota to Kansas,
10: the drought isn't as deep as it is to their north and south, so a good month's worth of precipitation could cause some good benefit there. That would also include some of the drought that's up around Wisconsin as well, but those areas that are there farther north and farther south are going to take more than one month, and as we kind of step through April and into May, we don't really see pattern that would favor those areas getting significant moisture.
0: John Baranek, he is an ag meteorologist with DTN. He said that there are areas that have already experienced spring-like weather, Nebraska getting temperatures in the 60s and 70s. He says that's very abnormal for this time of the year. And he says he hopes it's not a sign of things to come. Well, John Heinberg is to come in just a little bit. He is going to bring us the latest details on how markets are reacting to uh, the movement in the Ukraine. Right now, Dow Jones Industrial Average trading a little higher. Our corn market is down, though. May corn's down 17.5. December new crop down 8 at 6.35. May soybeans are up 17 cents. November new crop up 2 at 14.55. May wheat down 36 cents. July new crop right now down 77 cents at 1175 barrel cheese yesterday was up five and three quarter cents at 202 and three quarters 40 pound black cheese up a penny and a quarter 216 and a quarter the double butter up three and three quarter cents 272 and a quarter the April milk closed 29 cents stronger yesterday 23.97 100 weights all right, what's happening in the marketplace? What do you need to know as we get started on a Tuesday? John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joins us live next.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership develop. A
4: voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
7: Wisconsin winters are
3: a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote.
4: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
8: Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one.
4: William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration.
1: Your custom jeweler
3: picture in your mind the amount you want to earn at your job. Cardinal Glass in Mazomania will help turn that number into your reality. Competitive pay with overtime available and monthly profit sharing means you can earn what you desire. When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazomania, your career is world class so you can live first class. Cardinal Glass in Mazomania is now hiring production associates and maintenance 401k, medical, dental, vision, advancement opportunities, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com
1: Here we use a lot of F-words, food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: And unfortunately, fighting is another phrase that we have to use as we started Tuesday morning. Time to welcome in our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Remember their website, com. So John, let's jump right into it. Obviously, the world continues to monitor developments in uh, Ukraine uh, regarding Russia's invasion, and our commodities have really I don't know if we say have been the benefactors, have been caught in the crosshairs, but we're sure catching a lot of attention. This morning, we're mixed going into a Tuesday trade session. Let's start off in wheat, where all bets are off on what direction wheat's going to go. Tell me what you're observing.
12: Yeah, we've had a... Just a heck of a run in that wheat market. Obviously, we've been locking limit higher the last handful of days. Uh, you know, basically, it's turned into a bit of a short squeeze on this front month or the May contract, the more heavily traded contract since March is in delivery. So, over the weekend, the CME has the ability to go through and change the daily trading limits. You know, typically wheat was 50 cents a day, and then expanded limit was up to 75. They took the trading limit yesterday to 85 cents, which when we opened Sunday night, we again locked limit higher. there was a high amount of volume still looking to try to buy wheat even at the limit higher price so that I put expanded limits last night to a dollar 30 Now, we never got to that lock limit point, but we finally got the the wheat market trading today. So basically, we're trying to find our price discovery. So basically, what happens when we get a lock limit move like that is anybody who is short on the market cannot get out because the market's set and locked in. And so the CME tries to open up the market so we can at least allow people to get through. Otherwise, they're just going to be getting destroyed on margin calls and things of that nature being stuck on the short side. So now we're finally at least a price discovery point. We're trading the May contract about 30 cents. Higher this morning around that 1325 window, we did put all time highs in for wheat with the move in uh, this here this last week with what the March contract did. And, uh, you know, right now, this market's probably pricing in the fact that they don't expect the Ukrainian crop to be there uh, this summer.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just going to say for people that say, oh, this is all technically motivated. This is just, uh, you know, people playing the market. There is some a reality check in place here. Their wheat crop can't get harvest Basically, if there's shells and mortars going off and that's that's what really is the market concern, doesn't it?
12: Very much so. I mean, obviously, the technical side, the computer trade, things of those nature, probably pushing prices faster, or where they, you know, may, may not want to go or go higher than we need to, that that type of thing. But you know, you're looking at 20 to 30 percent of the the global wheat supply coming out of one region of the world that may not be available to the market this summer. You know, obviously, if it's beyond the battles and the war going on and the issues there, we got also the people that just left, as you know, in terms of migrants and getting moving out of the country to get out get out of harm's way. And obviously, you're not going to be sitting there working wheat fields in those conditions, plus what's happening in the ports. We just don't know what the conditions will be, even if this thing does settle down, you know, and and the ceasefire is met. You know, what's going to be the condition in terms of the infrastructure going forward into the summer months?
0: John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend along with us. Again, I remind you about their website, totalfarmmarketing.com. Toll-free number 800-334-9779. Let's keep uh, focused in that area. One aspect that nobody is really talking about is what happens next. We just kind of touched on it. Will we be able to harvest the wheat? The other question, will Ukraine be able to do any planting? And uh, an element that's forgotten, the dairy segment of Ukraine, which is right behind their oil seeds and grain production as far as value, it sounds like the dairy farmers are still hanging with it, but that the infrastructure they depend on has collapsed.
12: Yeah, that's still going to be the biggest thing, as I just mentioned, too, is where's the overall infrastructure going to be and how viable can they be in terms of being an exporting country for, you know, for the nearby foreseeable future until until things are kind of back to normal, for lack of a better word. You know, so that's something, again, that's just coming across this uh, entire marketplace, you know, plus then the impact of what's happening with the the sanctions against Russia and their impact on the global scale when you're talking fertilizers as well as other commodities coming out of that country that the you know the world global markets basically saying we don't want to do business with you because of this. So again, it's just causing so much instability across the markets across the board. We're seeing the money flow directly into the commodity markets as you got multiple markets breaking to new highs on you know historically, and then it flips it over and it's pulling money away from the equity markets over the concerns of what those commodity costs are going to do to business growth and things of that nature. You know these are just really volatile times right now, fueled by this by this military action in the ukraine but it's going to be something that's just going to be with us through the entire summer until we actually get a clearer picture where everything can be and that's going to take months
0: let's talk about dairy Uh, we don't think about it often when it comes to the ukraine but they are uh, a a sizable uh, importer of cheese Uh, dairy markets have been kind of on the outside looking in at some of this haven't they
12: they have been, but we've had a nice move here recently. In fact, we broke the new contract highs on the April contract yesterday, cracked the $24 level on Class Three milk. And it's, again, coming back to some of the things that we've been building under this market all the way through. First off, just the general money flow of inflation and things of that nature, keeping the milk market supported. But then we're watching what's going on in terms of here in the United States. Obviously, production is you know coming down a little bit in that regard. We're still seeing ample milk supplies, but we're having some of those labor issues continue to be out there and getting transport and getting product to where it needs to be you know we go look at the cheese market nice move higher in cheese 216 on blocks now two dollars plus on barrels you know steady climb here since the first of february probably related to the incidents and the you know possibly coming together in the ukraine but demand is very good and inventories are ample in other words the cheese market's pretty balanced the market that's kind of interesting right now is actually the butter market if you go look at it first off Butter's trading at prices we haven't seen since 2015 on the spot market at this time frame. We had that latest cold storage report. Stocks were down 33% than where they were the previous year, even though we we're up 11% month over month as these producers, are, are, excuse me, the processors are trying to get caught up on inventory. Now we're hitting the spring holiday season, so that's putting some pressure on the market. The demand continues to be good. And this also is tied to that edible oil market, that soybean oil, palm oil, sunflower oil, which was a market that that's now basically been shut down because of the Ukraine issue. And these global importers are l- looking for some type of an oil product to meet in the food industry. And butter's becoming one of those. So don't be su- surprised if we see butter su- prices continue to stay firm throughout the entire year, definitely into the second half of the year, because this is going to be an issue that's not going to go away.
0: Man, I had not thought about that as a, a viable substitute. Now, with that oil market in mind, uh, kind of have to think about what's going on. Canada, they're a big rapeseed canola oil kind of producer, and even the northern part of the United States, which unfortunately is still kind of in a a droughty situation.
12: You know, that's still the the elephant in the room going forward Here is going to be the U.S. weather and what happens there. And, you know, touching on that canola oil, obviously last year the Canadian prairies had the, the drought like our northern plains did, too. So supplies there are extremely limited as we have record high prices last summer and fall on canola oil already because of that. So there's that carryover is already into this market. Now we got to watch what's going forward here over these next handful of months when we start U.S. planning and we got acres coming at us. And if this weather forecast stay on the drier side and we start seeing some impacts, that's only going to bring another round of volatility to these markets, which are starting to look at some very, very tight supplies on a historical level in multiple commodities.
0: Just real quick, anybody in the fields down in Texas or any place down there?
12: planning has begun down in the south i'm you know seeing some images on social media of guys rolling in texas and that's typically for this time of year we'll start seeing that a little bit more talk as that continues to move more north as we get later into march you know so that f- focus on u.s planning and like i said we got the acre report here at the end of the month that'll be a big focus in this market in terms of what's that corn soybean breakdown but yeah we're starting to see that planning pace starting to move again and with the weather being drier i think it'll move along pretty good which you know may limit mm-hmm. the market at least in the short term
0: all right my friend thank you as always Boys, we'll catch you next week, John.
12: Sounds good. Have a great week.
0: John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing, out of West Bend, uh, TotalFarmMarketing.com, 800-334-9779. Now you're... Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm & Fleet.